0: hey welcome to the better with wine podcast we hope to make your day or evening or morning whatever better with wine i'm elena and i'm gracie and we ferment and filter all this gritty info for your drinking
1: pleasure yes we do so we're almost to the (sighs) end we're getting there it's bittersweet it is.
0: It's like I feel like it flew by, but also felt like it was getting forever yeah. to get here. I know. I know. It's, it's like weird. a school year. <laughs> I guess. It's like now that we only have a couple more to go. It's like wait, how many have we already done? This is but weird. We have some fun bonus episodes. Do planned. Planned. Oh, I'm wait.
1: so excited.
0: We're not going to tell you what they are yet because it's going to be a surprise. All of them are going to be. Yeah. We're, yeah they're gonna be really fun though yeah so after this we have Zenfandel and then two sparkling episodes and then, and then that concludes then. season one that will conclude season one we'll have a, a couple week break mm-hmm.
1: and then we're gonna come back with some bonus episodes mm-hmm. four of them yep and then we'll roll right into season two yes so get buckle up, yeah. We have it's gonna be a fun ride. Yeah, once we for have a spring,
0: whole season under our belt. Who knows what's gonna happen in season two? I think we're gonna rebrand a little bit. Yeah, we talked about that. We need. Yes, I agree. We're gonna rebrand our colors, like our, our logo photos. and
1: photos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that'll be. We super just don't fun. think that our personalities are matching what's going on right <laughs> now, on, like visually. Yeah you look for yeah. us on spotify
0: it's like i'd rather you just be like oh those girls look like fun let's listen to that yeah that looks like right now it's just like okay better with wine. what's mm. that cool is that better Neat. <laughs> whatever so yeah we're working on it we're lots of fun on it. things coming and this has been just so much fun to do so i'm, <sighs> I'm excited to keep it going me too yeah. we have so many ideas yeah so let's Riesling. go ahead and get started yes recently take us off Where there's a Riesling, there's a way? No. Everything happens for a Riesling.
1: Everything (laughs) happens for a Riesling. Where there's
0: a Riesling, there's a way. I like that, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, getting into it. Um, I do have quite a bit to say because this is probably going to be one of the most educational It's a big topic. topic. There's so much to say. Because it's not just like... Geography and then like what's the grape flavor and then like um the, regions. What, the, the the price that you're gonna pay like blah 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 and like what's the differences between flavor and all the I mean, there's that. But it's there is that. <laughs> it's all of that. But this grape is so cool and unique that in um in Germany they have a couple of different classification systems of both ripening and sweetness levels. And I'm going to talk about the ripening levels because it's labeled or it's the different ripening levels are labeled on the, bottle. the label. Yeah, <laughs> on the God. label. <laughs> on the bottle. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's, it's printed on the label. Yeah, they take it very seriously. They take it super seriously, but it, they take it seriously because one, there's a lot of effort and love and just work that goes into mm-hmm. making these Rieslings, but two, it really is informational and it tells you what that Riesling is probably going to taste like with the sugar levels or the sweetness right. levels or like the, the the flavor profile. And that's important because you can get a really shitty Riesling
0: or you can get really yummy Riesling. Right. And, and we know Riesling has that rep of just being, oh, it's just a sweet wine. Yeah, and but it is. It is, but it's also a fantastic it's wine. so, 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 so good. And you can have so many different kinds of Rieslings. Yeah. We're, we're here to introduce you to the wonderful world of Riesling. I and hope. <laughs> Yeah. And so, okay. People,
1: Where do you begin? <laughs> people talk shit about Riesling yeah. who like dry wine because they think that it's just another sweet wine. Right. It's not. There is so much going into it. There can be just another sweet wine, maybe from certain regions outside of
0: I'm the main ones.
1: It. I'm gonna say it. <sighs> Some California riesling, <recently>. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or U.S. rieslings, I have to say. But like the, I don't know when there is like a lot of in like intellectual effort and love and like science behind the measuring of the sugar and the measuring of the ripeness and whatnot, mm-hmm. and the fact that they label that on. The bottle, that means a whole lot. And it that does. yeah. So I know I said that and I'm I'm repeating myself and I'm gonna get into it, but it just it really does mean a whole lot and it means that you're gonna get some fucking good ass
0: Riesling. Yeah. And 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 it might be like And it's affordable. And they still might be sweet. It's okay that they're sweet. But it's they're okay. That they're sweet. meant to be sweet. Yes. And they're meant to be sweet because the
1: balance so this whole season, what we've been talking about is balancing mm-hmm. acid with Sugar, sugar and like alcohol, the, <clears throat> body, all of it, tannin, the making sure that the fruits are fully developed, the fruit characteristics are fully developed, the other non-fruit characteristics are fully developed. And for Riesling, it is a high sugar grape. So it must have some level of sweetness to it in order to get that full roundness of flavor. Yes. So it's intended to be sweet. And it's wonderful with food. And it's wonderful with food. <laughs> the other thing, too, is like like we said, we you can have dry Rieslings. Mm-hmm. And those are really, those are really great. good, too. Yeah. And they're meant to be drink in different ways, too. Right. So I just want to put this out there. There's a lot of love behind Riesling. So if you take the time to, like, actually pay attention a little bit mm-hmm. and learn a little bit, then I think that you will also
0: come to love it as well. Yeah. And appreciate it. Consider this your introduction to Riesling. Yeah. And we hope it takes you on a wonderful journey that you get to know and love. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to, without further ado. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Riesling is a white grape that originates from the Rhine region in southern Germany. The earliest mentions of Riesling go back to the 1400s. So it's a very old grape. The Rhine region in in southern Germany, a little geography lesson, Uh, The Rhine River is one of Europe's major rivers. It starts and begins in Switzerland in the Alps, and it goes, it flows north, fun Mm -hmm. fact, right? Because the Alps are actually up, but it flows north and all the way through the border of. Between the border of France and Germany, through Germany, cuts through the Netherlands and empties in the North Sea. So it actually flows north. Which is wild. Which is so cool (laughs) and wild and fun and unique. Um, The Rhine River is a huge, huge reason why the grapes can grow this far north. Primarily because it provides a unique irrigation and the warmth from the sun's reflection. But it also just having water influence is really important in any kind of grape-growing region. Mm-hmm. So Riesling doesn't just grow in Germany anymore. It was originally grown; it obviously originated in Germany, but it has since migrated through Alsace, France, which is on the border of France and Germany. We were
0: there in Pinot Grigio.
1: Yes, Pinot we Grisland. Correct. <laughs> um, it has migrated down to Austria. It immigrated over to the United States. South Australia and the Clare and Eden Valleys, and New Zealand in Marlborough and Central Otago. Mm. There are a couple other regions, but those are kind of the ones I'm going to be touching on today. I'm primarily going to be talking about Germany, though, so just letting you know we're only going to touch on the others just a touch. So it grows in cool climates, and it's a late ripening grape. So what that means is that, obviously, I said it's a very high-sugar grape, but because it grows in cool climates, in order to develop all that sugar, it has to ripen late into the season. So cool climates are ideal, so they retain the high amounts of acid while they're developing all that sugar. It's also super heavily influenced by the terroir it's grown in. So the flavor profiles of the different soils and the altitude and any other um, climate exterior influences will affect how that grape tastes. So think the Rhine region will taste will make it taste differently in Germany versus Alsace it'll also taste a little different in Washington and etc so Riesling it is like I said it is a very high sugar grape but it's also a very high acid grape Mm -hmm. and it produces an aromatic wine so we talked about aromatic wines in Sauvignon Blanc um, it which means aromas are super prominent it Mm -hmm. jumps out at you in the glass but unlike Sauvignon Blanc, where the aromas are strong in grapefruit and grass, Riesling is very aromatic with flowers and perfume. And it's known to be one of those wines that provide a unique aroma that has that negative connotation we talk mm. about, but we still love it. It's yes, called
0: Petrol. Petrol it is. Yeah. That maybe, is the telltale for, for Riesling. Yes. Does it smell like gasoline? Maybe. And if it does, you might be having new Riesling.
1: Yep. <laughs> so people know Riesling to be sweet wine. And a lot of people who don't really like sweet wines shy away from Riesling, but there's also the dry style. I mentioned that before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we're going to get into a little bit of the ripening styles of Germany, and then we'll explain why or what the dry dry styles are. So I find when I'm explaining Riesling, when I'm teaching Riesling and I'm explaining Different sweetness, or how to how to shop for Riesling, mm-hmm. whether you're in a wine store or at um, a, a restaurant. restaurant. Thank you. <laughs> I'm finding that this is a really helpful way to describe it. So Germany has a wine classification system that divides wine into segments of quality and sweetness and ripeness. So, the two classifications I'm going to talk about right now is called one is called Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say what? Yeah. Kali, Kali Tatswein. Tats so Q U A L I T A T S W E I N. Oof. That's a big word. Kali Tatzwein. Kali Tatswein. Uh in German the W is pronounced with a V a sound. V, that's right. Wein. And yeah, so Kali Tatswein, it means quality wine. Mm-hmm. Literally translates to quality wine. And it is more, it's a wine that's more of an everyday drinking level. Uh, and it's going to be the most expensive, inexpensive, excuse me. The grapes are going to be low in ripeness. So the alcohol is going to be super low and sugars aren't going to be developed. So the makers tend to add sugar before fermentation to increase alcohol and balance that oh, acid. They add sugar. Did you guys get that? They add sugar. They add sugar. <laughs> so the sh- the grape naturally has sugar, but right. because these wines are kind of made in. And picked early, I guess. They're picked earlier. They're, they're kind of picked in. With the intention of, I guess, faster production Uh for more of that everyday table drinking wine. So they add that sugar to balance the acid. That's cool. And that's called capitalization. Capitalization. So we're not going to really talk much about that. Yeah. But if we happen to say it, just know that there's a word for, like a scientific word for the intention of adding sugar to balance acid. In wine. In wine. Perfect. Sometimes there are going to be make, make winemakers that do that for Other really styles? cheap wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, it's still called chapelization but it's not really called that because chapelization and I guess in my experience, is more of a it's a quality method, enhancing method. Yeah, it's a quality enhancing method. It's a quality um, just way of making wine. Right. So that is this is a very intentional very scientific way of doing something to make sure that that wine is balanced it comes out in a quality
0: way and it's because the acid is so abrasive they have to balance it out otherwise it wouldn't be right pleasurable right and Riesling exactly and Riesling is so high acid they have
1: to do it especially when they're in a very cool climate right and when they're trying they're in a super cool climate and when we're trying to pump out some wine to have as an everyday drinking table wine they need to have some sort of a balance yeah so makes sense um, the Kali Tots Vine can range from dry to semi-sweet, um, but it's going to be displayed on the back of the label, sometimes on the front. And like I said, these are going to be the most inexpensive or affordable German Rieslings at around 9 to $12 a bottle. Nice. Yeah. So super easy drinking, super yummy, um, mm-hmm. just are your good go-to Riesling. So if you don't want to spend a whole lot of money on a Riesling... This is a solid way to go. Go German, and on the back of the label, look for Kali-Tatzwein. The second classification that I'm going to discuss is called Pradikatzwein. Pradikatzwein. So
0: we have kali and Pradikatzwein. <laughs>
1: yes. So Pradikatzwein is spelled P-R-A-D-I-K-A-T-S-W-E-I-N.
0: Pradykatzwein. <laughs> but the W is a V. Right. <laughs> Hopefully that's not too confusing. So this is superior quality wine. Mm-hmm.
1: Wines in this classification are considered top level. The sweetness level is going to be displayed prominently on the front of the bottle, and sugar is not allowed to be added to the fermentation process. Oh. So the sugar in the glass, in the in any wine that is labeled a Pradikats wine, is going to have natural sugars. So chaptalization is not allowed. Not allowed. Oh, understood. This is because the grapes of a higher quality, and they are allowed to ripen past that quality vine classification to develop enough of the sugars. Oh, okay. So these wines will almost always have noticeable sweetness. The levels of the sweetness are designated by weight of the grape at fermentation. So hmm. this is where we, um, the the levels of ripeness, is what we're talking about. So right. it is levels of sugar in the grape, but it's a weight of the sugar in the grape rather than the sweetness levels. That is another product.
0: Correct. Gotcha.
1: So that's the third level of classification is how much, what's the sweetness level in each of the wines. But we're not going to discuss that today. We're just going to discuss yeah. this Prati Cuts wine. This is enough. <laughs> you guys Prat-y-c- don't need more yeah. than this. <laughs> okay. So this is where it's going to get a little fun. <laughs> really fun. This is where it's going to get a little... Difficult. Mm-hmm. So I understand. Honestly, I highly recommend re-listening to this. I like it. Um, so the order from driest to sweetest. Not just... Okay, sorry. <laughs> this is more difficult, not just because of a lot of the memorization that's going on with this. And a different it's, language. It's, it's, it's <laughs> German. It's a different language. And it's not really a, a, a language we're all familiar yeah. with. No. I love these words, though. I'm I do, so too. Excited. I do, too. Okay. So the order from driest to sweetest. Okay. So driest... In prodigutz vine, like we said, it still has some sweetness. It's called cabinet. Cabinet. K A B I N E T T. Cabinet. And it literally means wine that you would find typically in your cabinet. <laughs> That's why it's called cabinet. I love it. So it's not it's better than your table wine. Mm-hmm. It would be put in the cabinet. Oh. But it's still easy enough to drink and affordable enough to drink that you would find it in your cabinet. Right. The next level is called Spate Lasa. Spate lasa. S-P-A S P A with an umlaut. Those are the two dots above it. T L E S E.
0: Spate Lasa. The E's are an uh sound. I always want to space bait I know I do too.
1: Um and that one is gonna be semi-sweet. Touch sweeter. Yeah. So like cabinet has like a little bit of sweetness. Yeah. Spate has some sweetness, mm-hmm. like it's good. Yeah. And then the next one is called auslesa. Auslesa. Auslese. Auslese. A U S L E S E. Auslese. Auslese. And that one's sweet. sweet. <laughs> that one's sweet. You can standard call sweet. it sweet. Okay. Then, so these three levels cabinet, Spate Lisa, Auslese, you're going to find those in your standard bottle section and your Riesling section. Mm-hmm. These are going to be the wines that you can, the, the Rieslings that you can drink in your full-size glass, your five to six ounce pours. This is where it's Get at. It. If you want your super sweet <laughs> Riesling that you want to drink like a full glass of, your Auslese is where it's at. Mm-hmm. The next two levels are considered dessert wines. So that means two to three ounce pours. Love it, the and n- much sweeter, and very much, much, much sweeter. <laughs> and can drink your dessert exactly. <laughs> so the first one in that section. So it's after Auslese. I'm so ready, for but this. it continues to t- continues to go. It's called Beer and Auslese. Auslese. Beer, so like beer, beer. and <laughs> Auslese. <laughs> Auslese. B e e r. It's like beer. E n n
0: Auslese. Auslese. Yeah, B e e r and Auslese.
1: Beer and Auslese. And that is super sweet. It is a dessert wine. It's going to have a, little, a lot of viscosity to it, a lot of honey notes. Yum. This one is also considered the late harvest. We've talked mm. about that when we were talking about our Pinot Gris. So this <clears throat> most likely will have botrytis affected mm-hmm. and um, or noble rot, if you will. Uh, and it's going to be not very common to find, Uh the next one is Trocken
0: <laughs> I just ran into that one. Trocken beer <laughs> And these go up in price as we go up in the scale. Oh, Correct. I'll talk about price in I just a might. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say. So Trocken
1: T R T as in Thomas, R O C K E N, Biernauslase. Trocken. Trocken. Means dry. Which means dry. Trocken So that's weird. <laughs> it's so weird Trocken because it is the sweetest type. Yeah. So the sweetest style of wine, trockenbeerenauslese, is a dessert wine. Mm-hmm. It will almost, it will always have the noble rot on it. Mm-hmm. So it'll always have the botrytis and it will <clears throat> also have, it's almost the style of ice wine. So it has crisp ice crystals around it. That's helping like develop all the sugars, like it's, that sugars are developing all the way into frost, wow. essentially.
0: That's impressive.
1: The amount, the quality of these grapes have to be just absolutely pristine for the winemaker to leave these grapes on the vine long enough <laughs> yeah. for this to happen. It's risky business. <laughs> it's super risky business, and it's super particular. Mm-hmm. The care and love and attention that it takes, to, it's incredible. I love it. It is so incredible. <clears throat> so, I, we mentioned this just when we were talking about Trockenbeer now, Slaysa. The level of sweetness that have not, has not been mentioned yet is called trocken. Mm-hmm. We said that it was, means dry. Mm-hmm. It directly translates to dry, but it's not a part of Pradikats wine cla- classification. It's a part of that sweetness level classification that I was mentioning earlier that we're not going to be talking about except for this level. So trocken is dry. So if you are looking for your dry Riesling, look for the word trocken on it, on the, on the label. Trocken. Trocken price point that you're going to want for all these, starting at Trocken. Here we in. go. Here we go. Buckle up. <laughs> starting at the Trocken level is going to range between $15 and $30, with that sweet spot being around 18 to 22 If you want that very little sweetness, the cabinet is your wine, then again, it's going to be about $15 to $25, mm-hmm. and that $17 is your sweet spot. If you like semi-sweet wines, then Spate lasa is the way to go. Got it. And that's $14 to $30 with $18 at that sweet spot. So if you can't tell already, hmm. right in the, le- like, just sub-20 is your sweet spot for most of these. Mm-hmm. If you want your sweet wine, you like your sweet Riesling, Auslese is the wine that you need to look for. A-U-S-L-E-S-E.
0: Auslese.
1: Auslese is your sweet Riesling that is going to be priced anywhere between $18 to $40. keep in mind we're in Germany. This is Germany this is specifically German Riesling.
0: Yes. This is where you need to be.
1: And this is also the reason why these prices are going up the sweeter it gets is because it takes more time and it takes more and it's effort riskier. and it t- and it's riskier and it takes a lot more care to make sure that these gr- these vines are growing with quality. Right. Um, that's why and for these wines to develop that sugar so, with that sweet spot for an Owl is around 20 to $26. Mm-hmm. So, it really obviously, I know I mentioned this before, but we're in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> so,
0: different metropolitan areas, pricing will be a little varying. Right. So, And not every wine store is going to have all of these levels of Riesling. No. It, it might be you find one or two or... None. You never know. So. Right. And if you're
1: having issues with remembering all of this, the best way that I, when I teach people the levels, the memorization thing that, that works for me and mm-hmm. for other people is T-K-S-A. 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 Love it. So T, truck and K, cabinet, S, spate Lisa, A, house Lisa. Love it. So T is the driest, A is the sweetest, T-K-S-A.
0: D K S A. it's like a cheer yeah D K S A. Yeah, it's like a college cheer <laughs> I love it it's your Riesling cheer that's a good way to
1: remember it so Beer and Auslesa Beer and Lasa, like I said they're so sweet they're considered dessert wines they are difficult to find um, because they need such time and such care and they need to have the perfect effect uh, uh, with Botrytis or Noble Rot um, but they're gonna be super rich, super full bodied, wonderful, wonderful treat. The minimum price point that you're gonna find for any of these bottles is gonna be around forty dollars. They're gonna range for I'm gonna say this beer now Laysa mm-hmm. is gonna be forty dollars to range up to two hundred dollars. Is that a full bottle? Half bottle for half bottle. Yeah. Wow. And then be, tro and beer now again, half bottle, seventy dollars for a half bottle cheapest up to five hundred.
0: So if you need a really good gift for one of your wine nerd friends, get him a nice get him a, get him a truck and beer, nose They're gonna be like, "What are you kidding? <laughs> How do you know you love me?" <laughs> <laughs> We're friends
1: forever. Yeah, this is wonderful. <laughs> um. So, moving on to the standard stuff that we talk about. Here we go. Flavor profiles in Germany are gonna be green apple, lime, beeswax, and white flowers. Mm-hmm. Think jasmine. Don't forget about that petrol. We're always going to find petrol in in Riesling. Alsace, we're going to move outside of Germany. Alsace, France is a little bit warmer of a region than South Germany, but not by much. You'll get more lemon, pineapple, and ginger in this style. The soil is a little bit different than Germany and will produce more mineral-forward Rieslings. Also, the French prefer to make their Riesling with higher levels of alcohol, and they tend to age their wines longer before bottling to produce more of a roundness. So we kind of talked about that with the Pinot Gris and how they like to age their Pinot Gris to produce a lot of that roundness and develop some of the flavors. They like to do that with their Riesling as well. Riesling de Alsace is how it's, what it's called, Riesling apostrophe Alsace, Riesling of Alsace, are meant to be aged, and they can be aged up to 20 years. So they're also known to have late harvest Rieslings as well. They're not called um, the truck and beer or the beer analysis, but they have their own unique classification system. If you guys are interested in that, we can talk about it in another episode. For sure. Or ask us, DM us. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk I'll about that, that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Price points for an uh, Alsatian Uh, Riesling is going to be $17 to $70. It's a pretty big range, but it's going to be super wonderful quality. Love it. The sweet spot for a really good Alsatian, affordable Alsatian is going to be $20 to $25. In Austria, Riesling is second to Gruner Veltliner, Mm. which is also a really yummy white grape that we may or may not discuss in the second season. (laughs) Stay tuned. Um, In Austria, because it is Again, a further southern region. It's going to have a thicker body. Um, and it has an Austrian trademark finish of white pepper. Mm. You'll also find more apricot flavors since it is ripening more in this area. And it's a higher alcohol Riesling as well. Again, because it's warmer region. I've said that three times. <laughs> <laughs> Rieslings in Austria are going to run 16 to $30 with that sweet spot again being in that $20 to $25 range. United States hopping the pond, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> just crossing on over here, we'll, we'll skip it a jump, uh, is also a pretty big producer of Riesling. They, it began in New York mm-hmm. in the Finger Lakes region. Um, it's cold there, too. It's quite <laughs> cold there. Um, and then it spread to the West Coast. You'll find the best Riesling still in the Finger Lakes mm-hmm. and then in also Washington. It's popular in California, but the cooler regions of the other two, the Finger Lakes and Washington, produce a better balance of acid with sugar. There's nothing wrong with the California Riesling. If that's your thing, if that's your jam, absolutely go for it and drink it. We highly recommend you branching out and trying some other different styles in different regions to actually confirm or deny whether or not this mm-hmm. is what you like and experience Riesling in a different exactly. way. Exactly. Finger Lakes German style Riesling and a Washington State dry and late harvest Riesling can range between twelve and twenty dollars, so they're pretty affordable. That's affordable. Yeah, it's That's actually wonderful. and like I said, the Finger Lakes make German style Riesling. So when it was brought over, I didn't really talk about this, but it was brought over from Germany to the Finger Lakes. They brought the German style of making it, so they still stick with that German style of making it. That's cool. And there are German families that still put their name on the Finger Lakes Rieslings. Oh, cool. Which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, again, hopping the pond again, (laughs) all the way over to Australia, Australia. Uh, The Clare and Eden Valleys in Australia are quite cool. So it's in southern Australia. But again, it is still a little bit of a warmer growing region than Germany or Alsace. So they do produce some unique thicker skinned Riesling variety, a variety that produces a leaner wine and imparts a really cool toasty honeycomb Mm. and lime peel and peach. Yeah, super cool. Uh for these wines, you're gonna find it to be fifty to f- fifteen to thirty dollars with that sweet spot again being in the eighteen to twenty-two. Love it. So bottom line with all these wines, all these Rieslings everywhere, it is worth the money yeah. to spend just
0: a little bit more on these. You wanna be spending at least fifteen dollars, it sounds like minimum. Yeah. Very minimum.
1: I would say if you wanna stick in that eighteen to nineteen dollar range across the board, Solid. you will not Go wrong? Yeah, I agree. It will. It is not a risk whatsoever to spend nineteen dollars on a bottle of Riesling. One
0: hundred percent. One hundred percent worth it. Boom, baby! That is it. Yeah, <sighs> that was, that was great. a lot. It was T-K-S-A. a lot. Right? <laughs> I've never done that before. I love it. ooh you ready for some fun facts? Please, <laughs> <laughs> I'm done talking. <laughs> okay, I love it. That was so informative, and I know reasoning is such a complicated subject. So I think I think you killed it. Thank you. It's
1: oh, it's it hard to <laughs>
0: it's hard to explain all those crazy German it's wine words. Don't help.
1: It's difficult to simplify and in, in a quick way. Agreed. Without yeah. I want I want interaction. I want someone to ask questions, and, and so I can simplify it even better. Yes. But since I don't have anyone doing that. That, and it's like, those
0: are things you, like, have to study. You know, it's like... You have to memorize. You have to memorize and, like, look at the words and know. But yeah. I think I think it was great. T-K-S-A. T-K-S-A. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, obviously, International Riesling Day um, is where we're going to start. Yes. It's the same day every single year. It gives me a hug now that we're talking about it every day. <laughs> I know. And it's coming up. Oh, is it? Or it's already passed. Wait. I don't know. It's March 13th. <laughs> Every year. Uh, It's coming up. It's coming up. I love it. (laughs) Awesome. March 13th every single year, so it's the same date. I don't know what the date (gasps) signifies, but I don't care because it's going to be consistent no matter what. It's not like the first Thursday of May, you know? It's coming up in, I think, three weeks. Three weeks it is. We'll have to get some uh, spate Mm. (laughs) Lisa. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, food pairings with Riesling, you guys. Riesling is... One of the best wines for
1: food. I am so glad you're talking about this because I I just know your passion for Riesling and food. <laughs> i I have a passion for food and wine, but yeah. like oh. your your like obsession with food and Riesling, <laughs> or food and Riesling is like
0: wonderful. Well, and and I think like, you're the perfect
1: person to talk about well, it. Well
0: it's like okay. You know so much more about it than I, I do. love food. I love to eat. I love wine. I love to eat. Food's great. Wine's does? great. Food and wine together amazing Mm -hmm. they were literally made for each other so I just I just don't know I just if you haven't had an aha (laughs) moment with like food and wine we're gonna work on it for you so Riesling is a great place to start so like Elena mentioned there tends to be some sweetness when you have Riesling and that can be really really fun spicy food fantastic with Riesling you want to know why because sugar in the wine tones down that spice so, people talk about milk
1: being a, um, like, it cuts down that spicy level. It's not the milk part. It's the sugar in the milk. Yes. So in the coldness, sh- probably. In the coldness, a little bit. probably. But it's, so, milk is really not that good of a thing to cool down spiciness because there's not a lot of sugar. But you know what is <laughs> recently, <Riesling. Riesling.
0: laughs> And it really works. It really does work. Like, okay, Thai food. Um, spicy Mexican food, like yes. anything that's got a little kick. You, Indian you pair, food. Indian food. You pair it with a little... Oh, Indian food. How did I forget that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> There's just The list goes on. I mean, you pair it with a little bit of Riesling and the two just balance each other so, out so well and on your tongue you can feel the blend and they just cohese together. Did I make that word up? Mm-hmm. I'm going they with blend. it. They blend. They cohese together. <laughs> and it's like... It's like happiness. It it's is. like, it's really boom. lovely. It's These were so meant sweet, for spicy. each other inside my mouth. <laughs> yes. Um, sweet food is also fantastic with Riesling. When when you pair dessert, you want to pair the sweetness in your dessert with the sweetness in your wine.
1: But you want to make sure that your dessert wine is sweeter than, than your, your dessert. dessert. So take like. Because you're never
0: you if you if you eat something that's way sweeter than your wine, you're not going to want to eat your wine. You're not your going to taste wine. the wine, yeah. So, like, first thing that comes to mind is ice cream. I mean, some ice, like vanilla ice cream. I know yeah. this is such a boring example, but no, it's a really good example. It's not like crazy sweet. It's not like chocolate sweet. It's it's vanilla sweet. Put some riesling on top, and those other flavors in the wine are going to explode. It's incredible. It's so cool, and it's like you wouldn't normally think to pair wine with sweet food, but if you do, riesling's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I could go on and on. But I I want to know. Oh, blue cheese is so good with every wine. It just is perfect. (laughs) It's just perfect. Yes. Salty. It's a little sweet. It's got that funk. That funk in the Riesling. The sweetness in the Riesling is going to cut through with the fat. It's just, it all works. It works. It works. It works. It works. It works. It works. works, works. (laughs) So let us know. Go get you a Riesling. Cook some spicy food or sweet food or whatever. And let us know what you think. Because... I just think it's good. It just might change your your world, mm-hmm. <laughs> your entire world. <laughs> okay, so this is fun. There are actually some grapes out there that you might think are Riesling, but are not. We have some imposters here. Okay. So, for example, there's a grape variety called Welch Riesling. Welch Riesling is, in fact, not Riesling. They're not. Un- they're not related. I've heard of it. So they- yeah, but yeah. I didn't know that was okay. Yeah, so, so it's common in Austria. Which grows Riesling, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, and Romania, but it's not related to Riesling at all. You might also see it labeled as Riesling Italico, Welch Riesling with a Z, Olas Riesling, or Lasky Riesling. Whew. Oh my! All those goodness. words, the right? So, Sorry, Welsh that a really big Welsh. Laugh. Welsh. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how to say that in a different that language. What? Thank you. In another language? No, in your language. In German? German, yeah. Danke? Danke. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, your language, Mark, you just said. <laughs> I definitely do not speak German. But- <laughs> danke. I knew Danke. Danke. Welch Riesling. Another one is, are you ready? Schwartz Riesling, which is a grape you're going to know. Okay. The German name for it. I um, guess. I should have made this a quiz question. You should have. Dang it. It's used in champagne. Uh, it's also Pinot grown, Meunier? Yes. Really? Pinot Meunier. So that's one of the three main grape varieties in champagne. I was like, I know it's not. Charnay. Charnay. I know it's <laughs> not, not Pinot Noir. Noir. <laughs> so Schwarz Riesling is Pinot, German Pinot, Pinot Meunier. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I am not going to be able to speak after this. So my next one is Cape Riesling. Okay. That is the South African name for French grape. Oh, because Cape Town. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never heard of the, the grape it is. Crouchin? Crouchin. Crouchin. Never heard of it. It's French. Who knows? And then Oh, lastly, it's French? Oh, no, I have two more. Wait, how do you spell it? Crouchin. Oh, yeah. I'm saying it so wrong, <laughs> aren't I? C-R-O-U-C-H-E-N. Crouchin. 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 <laughs> Crouchin. Never heard of that before. Crouchin. <laughs> Crouchin. She knew.
1: <laughs> oh but no, French? I've never heard of how it. Spell it? <laughs> I've never heard of it, but like I know how to pronounce it at least.
0: Crouchin. I'm so sorry if you're French and I'm butchering your language. <laughs> I really don't mean it. It's it's just my naivety. But I'm sorry if I'm butchering your language. <laughs> I took I took seven years. The only thing that I got out of it was how to pronounce words. <laughs> that works. It's coming in handy now. Okay, so next is Gray Riesling. Grey Riesling is also not Riesling. That makes no sense. What's Grey Riesling? <laughs> I've never even heard of that. <laughs> the grape is, I'm going to try this, trusau Gris, a white mutant of the Bastardo port wine grape. So I guess that's Portuguese. Bustardo, which is buster, or bustard. Bastardo.
1: Bastard. Bastard.
0: Yeah. Trossel Gris. <laughs> I'm tired. Wow. The sugar has gotten to me. <laughs> I have one more. Okay. White Riesling. Okay. That's the real Riesling. That's the real one. Yeah. That's, that's, the, real that's, one. The, real one. that's the real one. That's the real one that we'd be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's also called Johannesburg Riesling, named after Schloss Johannesburg. Did Schloss I say that Johannesburg. Right? <laughs> Schloss Johannesburg. And Rhine Riesling, which is also, German. also Riesling. Yeah. From Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, so yeah, next, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you
0: know, uh, uh-huh. have you ever heard of <laughs> Have you ever heard of a red Riesling? No, me neither. No, there's more. Um, okay, <laughs> and Are you leaving me hanging <laughs> here. Yep, that's it. Um, so this is apparently a very, very rare version of Riesling. So rare, it was hard for me to even find tasting notes on this wine. But it is a red-skinned clone of Riesling. A skin color commonly found for, like, demeanor, But it's not a dark-skinned clone, so it is still a white wine. What? Does that make any sense? (sighs) No. So it's considered a mutation of white Riesling. Did you find a picture of it? No. I'm telling you, it's that rare.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel like it's, it's like,
0: rare grapes. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: There should be some sort of documentation. I could be really bad at research. No, I feel like you're good at it. Like, you're better at it than mm, I am. Well, that's d- debatable.
0: But so, <laughs> like, yeah, I am. <laughs> that's debatable. <laughs> but so, some people think that red Riesling actually came before the white Riesling. So, it's so actually. don't even know. So, white Riesling is a mutation of red. Exactly. Yeah. So, Fritz and Dora seeing. Interesting. Yeah. Fritz Allendorf, right, of a Rheingau winery. Rheingau is a place in Germany. In 2006, he planted what has been claimed to be the first commercial amount of red Riesling. So that was only 15 years ago. Oh, my gosh. So I did find out that red Riesling wines are super aromatic with a crisp palate. They're sure. also heavier on the mouth compared to white Riesling.
1: Wonder if, That's all I if, if I find. wonder if the extra color... In the skins, also make it a thicker skin
0: uh-huh. grape, oh, which make might
1: make it more fuller bodied.
0: Right. Just a thought. No, you're probably right. So, if anyone out there knows anything about red Riesling, or you know where I could get one, I'm dying to try it. Send it our way. wait. my way. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's taste some Riesling now. (laughs) I'm into it.
0: (laughs) You ready to taste some wine? Yes, I am. Let's taste these
1: Rieslings. Okay, so we have two. I already talked about how we're doing our wines a little different today. So we have two labels from last week. We talked about, we've kind of prefaced that we're going to do two bottles of the same label, the exact same vineyard, and they're going to be. The only differences are two words on on mm-hmm. one one on each label. So these are Dr. Heidemann's Bergweiler. Uh, it's Bernkasteller Badstube Riesling. Okay, so wow. Bernkasteller. Castel, huh? They're beautiful. Yeah, the labels are gorgeous. Uh, the Bernkasteller Badstube is, I know I'm saying that totally wrong. <laughs>
0: That's how I would say it. <laughs> So you know it's wrong. <laughs> I like how that's our measurement of correction. That's
1: um, stupid. Yeah, it looks right. <laughs> that's the um, uh, vineyard. The vineyard, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the yeah, the the more of like the microclimate, if you will. Right. So that's the vineyard. Um, one of the labels is going to have the word cabinet right after the word riesling.
0: Cabinet.
1: K-A-B-I-N-E-T-T. We talked about that Cabinet and how that's wine. made lightly sweet. <laughs> and then we have everything is the exact same except right after Riesling it says Spate Lisa. Spate lisa. And that means semi-sweet. So we have Cute. two different levels of sweetness in these wines. And like I said, these are levels of technically ripeness,
0: but you're going to find that it also designates sweetness. I think this is so cool. It's the same land, the same vineyard, the same winemaker, the same label. Everything's the exact same. They were just picked at different times. It's the same
1: vines, but some grapes were picked earlier than the so next ones.
0: Freaking cool!
1: So it to- it shows you how these grapes are going to taste when they're picked a little early, and then versus picked a little later. I'm I'm so here for this. I hope um, everyone is really excited exciting. as I am. <laughs> this is so cool. Okay, so let's do it. All right, what so are we starting with? We're starting with the cabinet. So whenever you're doing side by side pairings and tastings, you always start with either the lightest body to the heaviest body, or if you have residual sugar in your glasses, you always start with the least sweet, and then you move to the higher sweet or the the more sweet ones. So we're starting with cabinet. So we're going to drier cabinet because it is drier technically than the spate lisa love it and if you guys remember we just mentioned this t-k-s-a oh yeah t-k-s-a trocken cabinet spate lasa alice wow i love it so cabinet is going to be semi-sweet spate lasa is going you're sorry cabinet is going to be lightly sweet semi uh spate lisa is going to be semi-sweet and then auslisa is sweet just so sweet. we are doing lightly sweet and semi-sweet love it cool all right cabinet um Dr. Heidemann's Bergweiler, 2019, Cabinet Riesling. Uh, the color on this is really pretty. It's a yellow yeah. straw. Very clear. Really light. Second Secondary colors, uh, we've got quite a bit of silver. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing any green, though. I'm not either. So. Uh, swirling the glass, we are getting hardly any tearing at all. None. Nice. That's uh, coming down in sheets. So ah. that is a signification of low alcohol we know for sure and that checks out from what you told us earlier right because um, these wines just cannot produce a whole
0: lot of alcohol so that's crazy I mean it literally just comes down like a sheet yeah like water yeah love it so um, on the nose
1: actually talking about the low alcohol I mean we're not tasting it yet but looking on the label this is a 10% alcohol so this is definitely lower
0: good
1: on the nose we talk about fruit first oof I'm getting, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to get past that petrol and the honey, Um, but talking about fruit first, lime for sure, Mm -hmm. uh, white peach, moving on to, I get white flowers, so talking about these, like, it is literally textbook, everything from this is coming out straight textbook, at least, so far. That petrol is like, do you have a way of describing petrol when people don't really... Um, I don't no. want to say menthol but it, h- it hits the back of your nose. You know how, like, whenever yeah. you're at the gas station and it hits, like, between your eyes almost?
0: Yeah. That's kind of how it hits me a little bit. Okay, I can see that. No, it's difficult to describe, but I feel like when you do say it, like, when you're, when you're tasting wine, you're like, petrol, and people that don't know what that is, they're like, oh, yeah, I totally get that. The gasoline, yeah. Um, Wild. I'm excited to taste this
1: one. Yeah, and then this is a lot of good honey. Oh, okay, yeah. let's taste this. Mmm. It is
0: sweet. That is juicy. Mm-hmm.
1: Fresh lime juice.
0: Yum, yeah.
1: But it's like almost, I don't want to say candied, but it's like overripe lime juice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not like tart.
0: Does that make sense? It does. Um, yeah, it doesn't, like, make you pucker because uh-uh. of that sugar. hmm On the palate, um,
1: so I talked about peaches on the nose, and I'm definitely getting that now, but I'm getting, like, almost honeyed peaches. I agree. So, like, the peaches transformed a little bit sweeter. And I'm still getting white flowers on the palate. This petrol is still coming through. This is really good. What about the acid? So, oh, Yeah, structure. I'm going to say medium acid. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm getting some light residual sugar. There definitely is some residual sugar on there. (laughs) I was going to say, remember when you talked about eating a bunch of candy? It has never made more sense to me now. (laughs) Like, I totally get that, like, buildup in the back of my throat. Yeah. Um, I have to swallow extra hard. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, Medium body, for sure. Mm.
1: And uh, I'm getting, again, light alcohol. There's, like, hardly any burning. I don't want to say burning and like... A bad way but oh
0: yeah there's hardly any warmth not at all very hot yeah this is a cool crisp yummy slightly sweet little Riesling yeah it's delicious it's really good cool this with that spicy food yum, yum. yeah almost
1: all right moving on to the spate Lisa same label except that this designation has a little bit more sweetness to mm-hmm. it how cool so cool all right <laughs> on the nose or, sorry, I guess on the oh, yeah. color, I'm the site first. Sight first. Um, paler yellow straw, for sure. I agree. It's the same pale still silver straw, but, or sorry, it's the same yellow straw, but it's a touch pal- paler. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot more silver, if you will. I agree. I think maybe it's the same yellow, but just more silver. Maybe. Still no green. Um, still sheets. Alcohol <laughs> is still coming down in sheets. If anything, Looks it's like coming water. down faster. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is 8%. And this, so yeah, that would rec- or That would designate a lot lower alcohol um, on the nose. Whew. Mm. Okay, that that petrol is definitely oh, a yeah. lot stronger. I see that now for sure. Um, the lime, mm-hmm. for sure, still. Uh, I don't get more. I don't get peach as much. I uh, You mentioned apricot. Yeah, definitely more apricot. And I totally agree with the apricot. I'm
0: trying and to figure out the honey. how to explain petrol better. It hits me like. It does like. Burn, okay. Like straight middle of my nose. Like so, it just shoots right at my nose. <laughs> right. So, like, you know,
1: when you eat a hot pepper
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it burns your tongue and it goes down your throat and your chest.
0: Yeah.
1: When you eat horseradish or wasabi, it goes. Up to your sinus bone. Yeah, that's what this does. I feel like this petrol hits my sinus bone more.
0: That's great. I agree. I agree. I feel it. I feel it now. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, no. I'm not crazy. S- no, I'm I'm there. I'm here for it. Okay. I'm with you, 100%. I just, like, kind of, I'm trying to, like... Oh, yeah. I
1: don't know. Okay. It's a complicated topic.
0: It it's is. It's complicated wine. <laughs> it's, there's... Yeah. It's fantastic. This is why it's... Such a wonderful
1: wine. Okay. All right. On the palette.
0: Hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's delicious. That is so good. I um, don't even care that it's sweet because it tastes so good. The flavors you know? are just.
1: Yeah. I mean, Honey, I don't, peach, apricot, like, oh, all of it. Pineapple, lemon. Yeah. I don't get the. I don't get the lime anymore. I get the lemon. It's Mm -mm. softer, it's more developed. Mm -hmm. Yum. Honey is more rounded. There's less flowers Mm -hmm. than the cabinet, but they're still there. It's more about the fruit and the honey. I agree. It's like apricot, pineapple, lemon. So delicious. Honey. Honey. It's so cool. The petrol is wonderful too.
0: Mhm.
1: They all work well together. Structure, um uh, right. medium RS, medium residual sugar, um the acid. Definitely less acid than the last one. I agree. Um I would say big time. Moderate minus. Yeah, to light, honestly. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because we're waiting for that grape to ripen past or Ripen enough to get all the sugar, so it's ripening that acid out. Right. Uh, body, I would say this is a medium, medium plus body. Yeah. It's pretty viscous. It's weighty for sure. Yeah. And again, light alcohol. Definitely. This is awesome.
0: It's so yummy. Like it's so. Good. This is like more your dessert riesling that you would pair with dessert, not to drink as dessert. Right. But I think this would be really yummy with something sweet. And to think that like
1: okay, when I say semi-sweet, this is semi-sweet yeah yeah. is even sweeter it's way sweeter than this and then beer now Sleisa chocolate beer now Sleisa those are so sweet yeah yeah it's wonderful it's like drinking icing these
0: are so fun I love it all right you ready for your quiz I am very much ready for my quiz I'm very excited for this quiz to be honest TKS I wish that was in it so, one of the questions is very separate, and the two, next two questions go together. Okay. And I, am, I just love the story. Okay. So, this is meant to trick you. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Which region slash country is not in the top six most plantings of Riesling? Are you ready? Okay. A, Ontario. B, Finger Lakes. C, California. D, Washington State. Not in the top six of most Riesling plantings. I feel like
1: Ontario is, like, you want me to pick Ontario, but it's not in it. (laughs) It is in the top six. Uh, So I'm going to go with Finger
0: Lakes. Ding, ding, ding! You're right. It's just such a small area. I well, did try to trick you, and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, in order, we have Germany, of course. Mm-hmm. sauce of course. Mm-hmm. Washington, mm-hmm. which I thought was amazing mm-hmm. for number three. Mm-hmm. Australia, California. Ontario is number six. Oregon, New York, South Africa. Wow. Yeah.
1: So... I just, the finger. The only reason why I thought Finger Lakes is just because it's such a
0: small region. Well, okay, so to put it in per- perspective, Germany has over 52,000 acres. Okay. That's number one. Okay. Number two is Alsace, right? Uh-huh. They only have over 8,000 acres. Oh, my god. So it goes from 52, so this is just like when we were talking about Malbec that grows right three quarters of the Malbec in the entire right. world. Riesling is very similar in Germany, I feel like. Over 52,000 acres- And Alsace is number two with only 8,000. So, New York, Finger Lakes, 700 acres. Oh, my gosh. So, it's super tiny. Not even 1,000 acres. And Oregon was only 797 acres. So, they only beat New York, the Finger Lakes, by 97 acres. That's so crazy. Isn't that weird? I thought that was really fun. And then South Africa only has 211 acres. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Washington pulls out a little over 5,000 acres. Go, Washington. I know. I really, I mean, that surprised me. That's but like they, right up there with All Sauce. They, yeah, it's close, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Oh, cool. Hey. Okay.
1: Are you ready? Is this your fun one? Yeah. Okay, so remember the fun <laughs> one that we were both like, is it's this the same, the same one? Okay, so the same one where I thought you were talking about was the,
0: uh, the Hammurabi yes, code. I knew it. I <laughs> knew it. As soon as you said your answers, I was like, this has to be what you said. Because they were just about.
1: so ridiculous. Okay, oh, cool. God.
0: Okay. <laughs> You're making up these these answers. <laughs> well, there's right two in front questions of me. Now. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to go through this story once you answer at least the first one. Okay. okay. So, 2,500 years ago, okay. vintners from the Greek island of Chios were famous for a sweet, heady wine that was coveted by the elite. Okay. These winemakers did not let anyone know their secret at that time. What was their secret? A, fermenting the wine in glass. B, soaking the grapes in seawater. C, adding herbs to the wine during fermentation. Or D, planting olives and tomatoes in the vineyard and letting wild deer roam throughout for snacking. What? <laughs> <laughs> These are. <laughs> Book <laughs> okay, so they're producing just a unique heady wine, it's like a unique sweet wine that people loved, like the British people loved in Greece. I'm gonna say, can you do the answers one more time? Okay, so they either fermented the wine in glass, soaked the grapes in seawater, added herbs to the wine during fermentation, or planted olives and tomatoes in the vineyard to let wild deer roam and eat these are ridiculous <laughs> I know you did a great job thank you <laughs> I can't wait to see what you pick um
1: I'm gonna say just because I have no freaking clue mm-hmm. the one I like the best okay is D nope <laughs> yeah I knew I it? Wish I, it just, were... <laughs> I just like that one the best <laughs> Okay. Because it was animals related. I know. And it's cute because well, how, hoping, how fun is that? Well, I was hoping that, you know, maybe it was because the animals were roaming that it would do some sort of like cool pruning and maybe their manure would, Oh yeah. you know, like I was hoping She's something thinking. like that, but no. No. <laughs> it was just a made up thing. Do you have a second guess? Uh, The glass one. Nope. Yeah. Nope.
0: Okay. Herbs? No. Really? They actually submerge the grapes in seawater that's ridiculous i was gonna like i was like that can't possibly be it it's crazy right i've been so excited about this article so thank you roy for sending me this link because it literally blew my mind i cannot even imagine it's just it's just i've never heard of this it's crazy okay so i have to go into the second question and then we'll talk we'll talk more about it so in addition to submerging the grapes in seawater what else did they do Oh my God. <laughs> Do they eat them and spit them back out? No, but that would have been a great answer. <laughs> what is the, what are the multiple choices? All right so a ferment in terracotta jars B stomp the grapes with wild animals C <laughs> age the wine in swimming pools or D blend in a little bit of chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, <laughs> I want to pause because your accent gets me oh, no. every time. <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing it. You said swimming pools. <laughs> no, I <it> did not.
0: <laughs> Why would I make that up? Age the wine. <laughs> wine <laughs> age the wine in swimming pools. <laughs> <laughs> um, age the wine. <laughs> I can't even talk. Age the wine in swimming pools. Okay, so age the wine in terracotta clay, swimming
1: pools, had little animal Panther feet. <laughs> Is Teddy in there stamping his um, little paws? I would be 100 <laughs> if I could sign him. you would be Or I'm gonna say blend with Chardonnay. nope Oh my god. <laughs> Are you kidding?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say then terracotta pots. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, they age the wine in swimming pools. Are, Are you, you serious? serious? no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's so hilarious. That's the one I was cracking up at earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Because he made it up. (laughs) I was like, this is so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Just think of like a neighborhood where everyone has pools and then they're just like aging their wine and they're swimming pools. (laughs) So dumb. And they decided to take a dip. Okay. So they... First, submerge the grapes into the ocean, and then they dry the sea-soaked fruit in the sun, and then they ferment them in terracotta jars. And now they say, so it gets more interesting. So they say, because the seawater strips part of the grape's natural protective coating, which is apparently called the bloom, the fruit dries quickly, allowing essential characteristics to be preserved. And then, after some more analysis... They realized, or they found out, that the wine contains twice the amount of highly prized antioxidants as a typical bottle of wine. What? So there's more antioxidants in this seawater wine. <laughs> seawater wine. Than, than normal wine. So, so does this wine still exist? Do they still make this wine? So these people that have been studying it have started doing it again in Greece. Oh. So they also say that the salt water has acted as a preservative leading them to forego the sulfites that are usually added to modern wine. So it's sulfite-free, higher in antioxidants, and it's, I mean, I guess it's a little sweet, um, but... Give me that salt wine. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, that's salt <laughs> wine. So he did this, um, I can't, I don't remember his name, um, but he, his initial batch, he sank in 2018 in September and has since made 40 bottles of this seawater wine that he's named Nesso's N E S O S, and it has a scent of Mediterranean herbs and an aroma of honey and almond. That's so cool. So it's a white wine. It's just goes it's a so white cool. dessert wine. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's so cool. I am dying to try this wine. Like this gets me really. Excited. If anyone can get us a bottle of this too, In that sea wine, <laughs> send it on over. I want some Nesso's. Yeah. Nessos. 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 So even more, in ancient Greece, they had poor plumbing and sanitation, which Mm -hmm. like a lot of ancient times, (laughs) you know, this is just in Greece. Um, No modern plumbing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely none of that. They didn't have a trash system, whatever. So it led people to drink wine throughout the day, mixing it with their gross water. (laughs) Yeah. So it would make their water safer and easier to drink. Oh, wow. So... These ancient wines were mixed with water to make, uh, yeah, it's just like, I think it's just crazy. That's really cool. And they would, like, infuse their wine, and this article just, like, blew my mind. I was like, okay, what was your thought process being like, oh, we're making wine. Oh, you know what? What if we tried, like, putting these in a crate and sinking them to the bottom of the ocean before we made them into wine? You know what? It might just go along with, like, that uh, divine intervention I mean, it must have worked. Where
1: like some people thought that God was the, you know, he intervened and made people do weird right. things. You know,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never know with their wine, which yeah, is why they
1: thought like wine was godly or whatever. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. So they're like seawater wine. Then then we're gonna dry it in the sun, and uh, then we're gonna put wine. it in clay. Like it, it, it just gets well, even maybe, crazier. crazy. Maybe the clay thing was like that's all we got. It probably was. It probably was. But mm-hmm. the clay has to impart some unique flavors Dink to it, too. To try this one. I just can't imagine what it would taste like. I don't yeah. even know what the grape is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Riesling.
1: <laughs> but it's know, a dessert
0: wine. Yeah, it sounds like it. So That's so cool. Fun stuff, right? That's great. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it, too. Another episode... In the book. Good job. Um, this one was a touch longer and a touch more difficult, so highly recommend re-listening. Yeah. If you really love Friesling too, especially. Uh Uh-huh. And of course, follow us on Instagram at BetterwithWinepod. Visit our website, betterwithwinepod.com. You can listen to our podcast, keep up with our calendar, know what we're tasting in further episodes, future episodes.
1: Uh we also have our bonus episodes on the calendar now. Yes. Um so that's super exciting. Uh get ready for some super fun episodes that are not like our current <laughs>
0: ones. They're going to be have some special guests. We're going to have Maybe. some special guests and some fun some games. games. It's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll get serious again and teach you guys some more stuff in season two. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we need a break. <laughs> uh, we have um, Zinfandel
1: next. Zinfandel next. And then Sparkling. And then two episodes of Sparkling Wine. Yeah, where we are very do No, we can't freaking just <laughs> do one. Uh, we're going to, the first one, we're not going to taste any. We're just going to do a bit of history, a bit of like understanding some stuff. Um, we'll still make it fun and interesting, Mm -hmm. but the second episode, the reason why we're breaking it into two, because there's so much info about both, but because we want to drink more than just two wines. We do. So we're going to chill, enjoy our last episode of the season, and drink about four different sparkling wines, and so hopefully you guys can pop some bubbly with us. We would love that. We have some big news to share on that episode. Oh my gosh. So... Be sure to stick around. Mm -hmm. You won't regret it. You won't (laughs) regret (laughs) it. I promise. Be sure to stick around and we'll see you next week. Hopefully we made your night or evening, morning, day, whatever. Better Better with with wine. wine.